Comeback Podcast listeners. Uh, if if you're joining us, the comet missed us, and we're still here. <laughs> And we're so glad you're joining us. This is Pastor Brandon, and I'm here with Pastor Steve and <laughs> Pastor Megan. And I, you know, I'm I'm aware I went a little dark there in the last podcast. So, Pastor Steve, what time is it when an elephant sits on your fence? What time is it, Pastor Brandon? Time to get a new fence. Oh! Oh! You might have started light, friend, but uh, doesn't mean you won't still end in a very dark place. <laughs> yes. And everybody's so. like, I need to go listen to the last podcast. Yeah, what wait, what are they talking about? Pastor <laughs> Brandon it was is back on his medication. It was cool. <laughs> to be fair, it was not out of keeping with the semi-apocalyptic tone of John the Baptist, so don't, yeah, don't it was panic. was all good, all good. Yeah, very in keeping with the text. <laughs> Bingo, bango. And so, um, you know, last, last uh, January 7th, you know, we talked about the testimony of John the Baptist, and we're still, you know, we're we're preaching our way, working our way through John's gospel, and so we're just going on to the next passage. So you didn't miss anything in between last week and this week. Um, although last week, you know, John, I just love, you know, he's he's kind of a rock star. He's the the uh, is it Billy Graham, right? Of, sure. Of the the Middle East times, uh, you know, thousands of people flocking to him to hear him speak, and he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, and that's cool, but I'm going to point you to Jesus uh, because in John's gospel, we're we're all about God who uh, creates life, sustains life, redeems life. So it's uh, John points us toward life and knows that well. If you follow me, I'm not the one you're looking for. So we continue to point people towards life, and we find that life in Jesus. And uh, today's reading is the very next one, and it's on kind of uh, the baptism of Jesus, except without the actual baptism. Right. The the math gets a little complicated liturgically right now because um, epiphany happens rarely on an actual Sunday. Mm. So uh, baptism of Jesus and uh, observance of epiphany do tend to kind of conflict with each other a little bit. So depending on how carefully liturgical you want to be, things can get a little gnarly. Uh, but we are going to uh, observe uh, the baptism of Jesus uh, mm-hmm. on this Sunday, January 9th. Um, but also, uh, just know that, yeah, as Pastor Brandon says, uh, we don't actually get Jesus' baptism on mm-hmm. this Sunday. It's not a, a thing that, that actually happens. But, so before this reading, actually, you, you mentioned something, Pastor Megan, and, and it gave me an idea. Oh, boy. What is epiphany? Do we need to talk about <gasps> oh, that? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that briefly. So it, That's it? a 64 do- Oh. Oh, he had one about what it is. And a, yes, okay. That was so I meta. see what you did there. So um, Epiphany, uh, in in its own way, is when the church recognizes uh, the wise men coming to visit the Christ child. Mm. So this is when those, if you've got your your nativity sets still up, and by the way, it is post Christmas, you can start taking those things down now. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is where the the wise men have come to bring their gifts to Jesus, and the way the church has tended to understand that event as, as, as the presentation of Christ to the nations of the world in its own mm-hmm. way. So this is the revealing of the truth of God made known in Jesus to all people around the world. This mm-hmm. is how the news has started to spread. So in the epiphany season, the church talks a lot about 
the revealing of the truth of Christ. How mm. do we come to know who Jesus is? How is Jesus made known in the world? So when you hear us talk about epiphany, um, we use that word, right? Like, oh, I've had an epiphany. Maybe some people use that. It doesn't happen as yeah. much. Oh, it's regularly. Like, yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Times a day. All the time. Um, it's like an, a revelation, an idea, right? Well, mm. when the church talks about epiphany, it is the, the revelation of the idea that is God's love made known in Jesus at work now in the world. Jesus steps out on the world stage. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And and uh, just to back up too, and I think we're becoming more comfortable using the term magi instead of wise man, Pastor Megan, because right. magi is a little more inclusive, but also behind every wise man is a very surprised woman. Yeah. Um, so we want to make sure that the <laughs> Wise ones or here. wise people is also acceptable. Um, I will admit that the reason I said wise men is because I was hearkening back to your nativity set, which I'm almost certain has three bearded dudes it in does. it. It's really yeah. the only yeah. way that it pops up in your nativity set. Yeah. Um, and none of that happens in John. None of that happens in John. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, not there's even no a baby, tiny bit. And there's no magi. There's no magi. Uh, there's no baby. There's uh, I mean, Mary doesn't even get a name check. Like a pow. Mm. We just have Jesus being revealed on the world stage. And not even Jesus isn't even, you know, the first act. That's that's John who's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Here it comes. Which We're, speaking here of here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, so we're, uh, I, I want to point out that we're continuing in John chapter 1. And the last verse from last week is literally just, this took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. And the first verse for our reading today was, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. So I, I really want you to hear, reader, the fact that this is, this is absolutely continuous. This is the next day. And with that, I am going to read John chapter 1 verses 29 through 34. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the son of God. Wow. Boom. That's great. So the pointing that John has done mm -hmm. is now at an actual person. Yeah. And, and with authority, too. Oh, uh, boy. He's seen and testified. This is the Son of God. So I think in other Gospels, you know, you get the voice from heaven saying, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And here it's John the Baptist saying, no, I'm positive. This is the guy. I yeah, um, I I heard it. The one who sent me to baptize, which I'm I'm assuming is God. He doesn't say specifically, but I'm just going to roll with it. Um so he says the one who sent me said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend. So John is telling us, okay, I I got a message. Mm -hmm. And the message tells me that when you see the Spirit descend on someone, that's that's the Son of God. And I'm telling you, I saw the Spirit descend on him. It's the Son of God. Like, that's, Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, 
John sees Jesus coming, and instead of saying, oh, here's Jesus, he says, here's the Lamb of God who yeah. takes away the sin of the world. So, Pastor Steve, what's what's John's gospel connecting us to here? With oh, so many things Uh-oh. are happening in this text. <laughs> it's like we don't have time no. to go in. Yeah. But there's, uh, there's at least three, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say at least two of those. Perfect. Uh, here is the Lamb of God. <clears throat> so that goes all the way back. So I'm going to go back to... John 1, to Pastor Brandon's sermon from the 19th of December, that beautiful prologue poem, we have John is connecting the story of Jesus to both the creation story in Genesis and to the Exodus story Hmm. in Exodus of the tabernacle because the, the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, right? And so John, the writer of John, is really making serious efforts to connect Jesus to the law and the prophets, to the Hebrew scripture. And so the Lamb of God hits, it fires on a few different um, things in the Hebrew scripture. One is that Lamb from the Exodus story, Hmm. right? When the people were delivered from slavery. The actual Passover event The Passover event from the book of Exodus, when God delivered the slaves from slavery in Egypt, the Hebrew slaves, there was a lamb that was uh, killed and the blood of that lamb was put on the doorposts of the house. And if the people would do that, then the death angel would pass over their house and the life of the firstborn son would be spared. So there's the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now that the mm-hmm. taking away the sin of the world now connects it to the sacrificial lamb of Yom Kippur, which was the Day of Atonement. Mm. And so, you know, after they were delivered from slavery, they go to Mount Sinai. Moses receives the law, all these laws that help the people. The whole book of Leviticus mm. is how to help unholy people approach a holy God, right? And, and all this stuff. And there's this huge festival called Yom Kippur, uh, the Day of Atonement, where they would take two goats— <laughs> And one, they would put all the sins on the goat and send it out into the... The, the literal scapegoat. The literal scapegoat. Mm. They would send the goat out into the wilderness. And then they'd take the other one and they would sacrifice it. And the blood... So a blood sacrifice of an animal was a part... And I know that's really horrifying to people in our world. That's another sermon series about why it's not as horrifying as you think. But we don't have time for that. Just and a, why we're bringing it back. And why we're <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> referred to last podcast. I'm going I'm to pull lead pastor and say, no, we're no, not. No, we're not going to do no, that. No, we're not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no blood sacrifice. <laughs> but actually, but, you know, I know we're joking, but we don't have to bring it back because that's what Jesus is. Ah, right. Good, and good so what, what, John, what John the writer John is doing is foreshadowing that one of the many things that Jesus does in his life is is become that lamb hmm. that his blood shed was um, is is where our salvation from sin and sin is our current slavery hmm. and hmm. we see that later in the Gospel of John where where they talk about like saved from what they like they literally literally yeah. ask Jesus directly like what do I need to be saved from you need to be saved from sin hmm. you're enslaved to it and it's destroying everything mm-hmm. and Jesus sets us free from that. And, and so th- that's the one thing. And then um, 
There's so many other things, but I don't want to take all of the time. So, Pastor Megan, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I well, what all, all I want to point out um, is that this is the the baptism of Christ. So this is us pointing, <laughs> much like John, to to Christ's baptism. Um, but I, folks, did you note? that Jesus is not baptized in this text, mm-hmm. right? There, There is no actual accounting of the baptism of Jesus. In fact, we often think of John the Baptist as the one who baptizes Christ, right? Because in the synoptic gospels, in, in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that's, that's what we get, mm-hmm. is John actually physically in the water splashing Jesus. Um, you get zero of that mm-hmm. here. John won't even take credit for baptizing Jesus. So if you are only reading John's gospel, if the only gospel you have to understand who Jesus is and what his life and ministry were all about, if you only had John, you would not think that John the Baptist was the one who baptized Jesus Mm. because he doesn't even claim it for himself. Um, I'm not John, so I don't know why for sure, but I think it has a lot to do with a little bit as we talked about last week about John being the one who says, it's not me. You're not following me. Don't Mm -hmm. look at me. Mm -hmm. Do not pay attention to me. Pay attention to the one that I'm pointing you toward. I think whether or not the Gospel of John actually believes John baptized Jesus, regardless of that, John just wants to be so incredibly sure that people don't think, oh, look, (gasps) John's Mm. the one who baptized Jesus. Oh my gosh, isn't John amazing? Mm. He baptized... No, 0%. Wants none of the credit, wants none of the attention, wants none of it. Mm. So he won't even say in public, hey, I baptized him, whether he did or not. We don't know. Mm. The point is not that John baptizes Jesus. The point is that John bears witness to the fact that this is the one on whom the Spirit of God rests. Mm-hmm. This is the one that we can call the Son of God. So so John's being very careful to not take any credit mm-hmm. for anything mm-hmm. <laughs> aside mm-hmm. from saying, no, 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 I, I testify to him. I bear yeah. witness to him. You can't see me because this is a podcast. I am pointing it's adamantly, well, technically to Pastor Steve, <laughs> as, if, as if he were Jesus himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I don't mean to put that on you. That's um, a lot. Because as we all know, what would Jesus do? He would die on the cross. So mm. I'm mm. not going to put that on anybody. So it, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the uh, John's gospel, the point isn't for John's gospel who baptizes Jesus. Correct. But it's that the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. And so I think that's also good news because maybe if you're listening, you don't remember who baptized you. Right. Mm. Um, you know, I think in the, the Lutheran tradition, we baptize a lot more babies than adults, but we'll baptize anybody provided it's once. Um, it was so, good enough the first and was, only time. Yeah, yeah. Jesus blessed that. The Spirit was present and none need to happen a second time. Amen. But you may not remember who mm-hmm. was all there and, and who performed your baptism. And, and that's not the point. That's pretty cool to know. So if you do have those photographs or anything like that, you know, right. dig those up and, and share those memories. But the the... The point is that the Holy Spirit is with you uh, through that baptism. And so my, my, I think that's a good segue to my final closing thoughts question is baptism. Pastor Steve, <laughs> what does baptism mean to you and in, in, in specifically your own baptism? Oh, my own baptism. So, uh, you, you know, you, every time we come to this topic, I have to go back to the fact that I was I didn't grow up Lutheran. Mm-hmm. I'm a recent Lutheran. I grew up Baptist. 
the ones who know baptism well. <laughs> yes. It's even so, in the name. They do so well that <laughs> they named, named after themselves. John the Baptist. Yeah. You know, and hardcore Baptists actually trace the lineage to John the Baptist, mm-hmm. right? And that the baptism of Jesus and that real baptism, all that stuff. But so I remember my baptism very well because I was in fourth grade. Wow. What's, it's interesting. So, you know, I grew up in that world and in, in the evangelical world. And our, our way of coming to know Jesus is through making a decision to follow Jesus, right? Decisional theology, all that stuff. And so that was my first encounter. But what was really fascinating is that when I was five years old, we were actually attending a Methodist church. And because of many circumstances, I was at a vacation Bible school when I first heard the message of Jesus in a way that it made sense to me. And I, I prayed to receive Jesus, but I was in a Methodist church. Yeah. And they didn't, they're like, what do we do with this kid? He's five years old. <laughs> He's way too old to be baptized. And so I wasn't baptized. Mm. And then when we, my family migrated back to this Baptist church where my dad was working, they're like, what? You haven't been baptized yet? <laughs> so I was in fourth grade when I was baptized. And, all, and both of my brothers, who are six and nine years older than me, had not yet been baptized. Long story of our family's migration. So all three of us were baptized at the same time. Oh, cool. And in Baptists, they do it in a dunk tank. Nice. Huge baptismal font. And so all three of us are standing in the water together, one at a time in front of the congregation, being baptized by the pastor who was my parents' pastor when they were teenagers. And it was really cool. Mm. And my my grandfather made us embroidered handkerchiefs yeah. uh, to mem- commemorate. So my grandparents were there, and I remember it really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So it, And that baptism, you know, th- it's been the hardest migration theologically for me because baptism in that culture means something very different than baptism in the Lutheran culture. But in both cultures, baptism is that symbolic moment where you are born into God's family mm-hmm. and the and the Jesus and the Holy Spirit washes you clean and you come up out of the water uh, ready to walk in a brand new life as Paul says in Romans mm-hmm. 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I do not remember my baptism because I uh, am what, you know, I, I've been so Lutheran my whole life. Cradle Lutheran, as they My say. gosh, I'm pre-cradle, man. <laughs> I, it's, you know, my parents' cradle, my great-grandparents' cradle. Um, but I do remember, um, I like to joke with people and it's not a joke. It's a real thing that the first time I got on a plane was when I was 18 years old and I went to Israel, Mm. uh, because that's a very normal thing to do. Um, and while I was there, one of the things we did was, was, uh, go to the Jordan and, uh, the people Mm. that I was traveling with were all Christian, but our guide was Jewish. And so when we were in the, at the Jordan river, our guide was like, Hey, you can, you can baptize each other if you want. Um, because that's, that's what she knew. That's what she'd seen. She'd seen Christians uh, who were adults doing baptisms. Mm-hmm. And who knows if it was, you know, a first baptism, rebaptism doesn't matter. But, but we were mostly of a more mainline Protestant tradition. So we all kind of paused and went, uh, n- 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 no, <laughs> no, we can't. We can't, for a lot of reasons, we can't do that. But I do remember that one girl in the group dipped her hand into the water of the Jordan and reached up and made the sign of the cross on my forehead and said, remember that you were baptized. Mm. And she she must have known that and I should have known that because that's a very good and meaningful and super mm-hmm. normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, the fact that she would take that time to say, you don't need to be rebaptized. God was there 
when you were baptized. Mm. But remember it. Remember that it's a promise that was made for you. Mm. Holy cow, I could have yeah. cried. And maybe yeah. I did. Uh, but then I had to reach over and do it for the girl next to me because <laughs> it was pretty pretty cool moment. That's really so cool. So that's, yeah. Mm. So I think about that a lot when I think about the remembering of my baptism that I had when I was like three months old. Yeah. Right? But I can still remember it. We can. And yeah. I... Yeah, I was baptized at St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in rural Wyoming, Illinois, by my grandpa. Wow. Um, had to share the stage with my twin brother. Bummer. Um, super bummer. But at the same, <laughs> so well, I still got a full dose of the spirit. That's good. I that's think. good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I when I'm thinking about my own baptism, for, for me, it's connected to, you know, it was my grandpa. So it kind of connected to family, mm. this idea that, well, now you're, you're baptized, you belong to God. And then also uh, the phrase that keeps recurring is you belong to everybody else who belongs to God. And so your your family just got a whole lot more crazy uncles. Um, yeah, and crazy aunties. I just and, want yeah. to point that one <laughs> That's out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. but, um, and it's a super dysfunctional family. But at yes. the same time, I think, you know, I kept coming back to those, the reminder of belonging to God, um, especially through college where, you know, trying to, or even high school, I was weird, but um, you'll we, be shocked by that. We know, Pastor Brandon. But to it's have okay. this, uh, wow, you know, you're trying to, where do I belong? And where am I welcome? And where do I feel safe? Um, and it's, oh, yeah, uh, in in this big, God's big family, um, in God's presence. So, and that was, you know, I think a word of hope to, you know, some of my friends came from homes that weren't safe, welcome places to, to know that, um, to reframe that. As, no, this is you're safe, you're welcome, and you belong here, um, wherever here is with God's people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hope you remember your baptism um, in, in whatever way you do that. I love uh, trace the sign of the cross on your forehead with water. You can do that every day. Um, whenever you gather with family and remember that your family is much bigger than those in front of you. And we have a special treat for you because on January 9th, we not only remember we're part of a bigger family, we have a guest preacher, Pastor Lusungo Msigwa, who was an assistant to the bishop for the Oringa Diocese in Tanzania, is currently studying at Luther Seminary. So he's going to come and preach um, and you're absolutely going to love it. So uh, we get to learn more, not just about our experience of baptism, but what does it mean? Uh, what does baptism mean for a Lutheran in Tanzania? What does that look like? And um, and we celebrate how we're connected to each other, even though we're so far apart. Yes. So thanks for tuning in, good people, uh, to our podcast at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise on